0: Hey everyone! Welcome to another episode of a Actually, today's episode is a somewhat of a special episode, just because you know most of our viewers uh, they know that our episodes are usually on a Thursday or maybe even a Friday night. But for this episode, uh, we decided to have it on a Sunday, just because our awesome guest is only available during the weekends, and it's a good thing also that it's today instead of yesterday, because originally I asked the guest. If it's okay to have it on a Saturday. And it's a good thing I didn't push through the Saturday because I actually had my wisdom tooth removed yesterday because it was super painful uh Friday night. So, you know, good thing now it's a bit more healed. Uh you know, I've been taking the medicine, the pain meds, so that's why I'm able to have this episode with you guys. So, you know, today's episode is part two of our episode last Thursday, which is about uh healing and moving on. Uh, the first the part, what part one was more on the female perspective, right? We, you know, we had two awesome women, uh, Michelle and Mike, you know, talk about their experiences and what they do to help themselves, you know, move on and to heal from whether it's a romantic thing or a professional thing or if it's just a friend thing or whatever. But today, we have a really awesome guest, so he is a so he is a twenty-eight-year-old gamer who the frustrated poet with big dreams who graduated from DLSU Manila with a green political science. So welcome to the podcast for the very first time, Mikey Medina. Hey, Mikey.
1: Hello, guys. Hello, everyone.
0: All right, so Mikey, uh, why don't you tell us, you know, a bit more about yourself because you're. Intro is very mysterious in the sense that you just put your age or you graduated. <laughs> so yeah, why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself?
1: Um, yeah, so aside from what I already um, what I already included in the introduction, I guess um, uh, my real name is Miguel. So actually, Mikey is just my nickname, but my real name is Miguel Vito. Actually, so that, that's my real name, and um, I currently work. Or uh, in the gig, um, I'm not going to be specific because we have like yeah, some rules regarding that. And then um, I, I, I'm actually, I actually have my own page and I stream uh, games from time to time. Probably not as regular because I'm more preoccupied with work a lot of times. So, um, but but I try, I try to be more um, consistent from time to time. So, um, some of my hobbies, I guess, I like. Uh, i like anime i really like anime um i like watching um different shows like uh, it could it could be anything it could be western it could be um asian tv shows and then i also i'm very interested in uh game developing so aside from playing games i've actually started looking into classes like um making small scale games you know like uh rpg games so, oh, those wow. are some things that I'm actually very interested in right now. All right. Well, that's yeah. really cool, Mikey.
0: Uh, yeah, before we you know, continue on with the episode, I'd like to thank our sponsors. So, Swagat Indian Cuisine, Thai Movement, and the Modern Fashionista. So, yeah. So, Mikey, uh, you know, we actually, the funny thing, guys, is Mikey and I were classmates in university basically 10 years ago right so something like that uh, and you know uh you know so Mikey was a very quiet uh, person in class I always considered him very quiet uh, but you know I noticed that you know he started he did his whole gaming thing and things like that and I got very interested I was like you know Mikey you know does a lot of things I would really want to have him uh, on my podcast and actually I invited you before but you know schedules couldn't meet but now at yes. just that we're able to finally do it. So, yeah, I'm very happy to have you here, Mikey, and very excited for the episode. So, you know, to all our viewers, if you have any questions for Mikey, uh, just comment them down below. And, yeah, we'll get to your questions as soon as possible. So, yeah, Mikey, uh, first, let's start off now. So the title of the episode is Healing and Moving On, right? So, mm-hmm. in, I mean, just in your opinion, how would you define healing?
1: Well, for me, to start, I guess healing is, it's a big word, really. If you say healing, that means um, you enter the stage of, um, you know, you're starting to pick up the pieces from uh, from where you, I guess, experience loss. So essentially, when, when we talk about healing in relationships, I, I, the way I look at it is um, usually there is loss or... If not loss, probably a certain level of heartbreak, I guess. So you would need to sort of reassess yourself and try to figure out how you can move forward you know, from, the, from the experience. Um, for me, healing means uh, being at peace with what happened and you know, a being um, at peace with yourself as well. So once you become at peace with yourself, that's how you know that, you know, healing is actually beginning. So uh, you you can't really say that you've completely healed if, you know, you still, you know, uh, experience some sort of anxiety. Uh, I guess you you get triggered from time to time. You know, triggers are uh, a thing, especially uh, during the healing process. So and we can't help that because that's part of how we cope with um, bad experiences and, you know, tra- trauma and all qui- all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, yeah, for me, healing is, it's a stage that actually tells you that you're uh, in the process of trying to move past that experience and becoming a new, more improved you. I mean... That's pretty much what I think uh, healing is.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, that's an awesome and very detailed answer. Actually, is going to ask you if there is a difference between, you know, healing and moving on. And you actually answered that already by saying <laughs> yeah, that,
1: you know, healing okay.
0: is a process of it. All right. So I guess here's the next one. So I'm just wondering. So have you ever had to heal from something recently? And I mean,
1: recently, oh.
0: maybe like a year or something like that.
1: Mhm. Oh definitely. Um I guess not really like healing in terms of like relationship wise because um the last the last uh, I would consider as like pretty much a, a big loss in terms of uh, a relationship. Uh the last one was probably two or three years ago. Uh and then, you know, that that, that was pretty much um the biggest probably in my in my life, it was really heavy, and it really took a lot of time. I'll probably go into detail with that uh, later uh, when we talk more about uh, those um but very recently i guess I guess it's more of something to do with work, I guess um because when when you change you know workplaces it's it's kind of it kind of feels like you're being thrown in situations that you're not used to, so you're being um, you're being switched uh, to a different um, environment, and then your comfort zones are challenged. So if your comfort zones are challenged, that means you would have to adjust all over again, right? So when you start working in a new workplace, everything's new, you know, and there's always that feeling of anxiety, nerves because. Um, your knowledge is basically back to zero, like level one. And then you have to work your way up once again, like as compared to like a work that you have been doing for so long, like for a long time, then that would be like um, something I would say as a comfort zone. So so if we're gonna be talking about recent experiences, like I actually just started with my current uh, work situation. October of 2020 and as we all know that was during pandemic so there were so many changes like um, we had to switch to a work from home setup so I had to get used to actually not going to an office and I had to rearrange you know my my work setup at home so there were a lot of adjustments and definitely lots of challenges you know so um, in terms of like, I wouldn't call it heartbreak. It's more of just really a challenging situation because it's something new, like right now. so um but relationship-wise, very very recently, not really. It's more of, um, well, if you count friends, yes, there was. there was um very recently, like um I've had to sort of cut ties with certain people. Um, because the relationship was getting pretty toxic, so yeah, that's it. It's
0: <laughs> so probably related to the topic today, but you know, there's this whole thing I wouldn't consider it a debate on social media. But there are a lot of people saying, uh-huh. you know, yes, you should cut ties with, you know, whether it's friends or family are toxic, mm-hmm. and some people mm-hmm. know you shouldn't, and things like that. Uh, but for you i mean obviously you're in the you know the toxic cut them out right in terms of the relationship but you know obviously it's extremely difficult to to do something like that especially if it's someone that you you know known for a long long time right so when you cut ties to that person um you know first thing is because honestly me when it comes to my friends uh, i guess i'm just very lucky that you know, I don't have any friends that I have had to cut ties with yet. You know, maybe you know because mm-hmm. they're toxic or whatever. I'm very lucky, but for like in that position, you know, obviously you kind of had to move on with your life, right? For whatever reason, you know, they were the relationship wasn't was toxic already in terms of the friendship and, and things like that. So, first thing is, how were you able to let go of that friendship? That's one, and to what did you do? You know or what was like the timeline in terms of you being like, you
1: know, this person's not going to be a part of my life anymore? I mean, you know, something uh-huh. like
0: that.
1: okay, okay. So, I guess it pretty much started like, um, to be honest, uh, it was pretty much a blur for me. Like, I don't have a specific like marker of when it actually started, you know, um, getting worse or you know, like, it started um crashing down you know something like that but i guess uh, i noticed that around the the final stages of the relationship i call it final stages because before i des- decided to you know like completely just give up on the relationship or the friendship um i noticed that there were a lot of red flags already and um by red flags i mean i'm i'm talking about probably um I noticed that to a certain extent there was already gaslighting.
0: Oh so, wow. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um well aside from gaslighting probably there were a certain level of I guess dishonesty as well. So some things that um the person says doesn't really add up to what they're actually doing. So for and for me personally that's that's a bit of a red flag so like it's actually not a bit. It's a big red flag for me, especially, not not necessarily with just friendships, like any relationship in general. Like any form of dishonesty, like like uh, if I'm gonna be giving an example, like this person says that they're doing this, but they're doing the complete opposite. So it it kind of makes me question like, why? You know, why is this person doing this? Like, are they trying to push my buttons on purpose you know are they trying to prove something you know and around that time i remember being really frustrated because i really care about this person but this person you know chooses to just say that everything's okay but then they act as if they're hiding something from me or like they don't want me to know about something so If that makes sense, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, it does.
0: Mm-hmm. So, can I ask? Uh, obviously, you've been in a, re- in a relationship before, right? Yes, uh, I have. So, yeah. Um, have you ever had to cut ties with a family member because of, you know, toxicity
1: or whatever? Or so far, none yet. Well, in terms of cutting ties with family members, um. Me, personally, I did not really make a decision myself to really cut ties with specific family members. But there was a time wherein um, my, my family members, you know, would experience something that's a bit stressful, a bit challenging in terms of other relatives. And then as a way of, you know, sort of, cooperating with them I would I guess cut off as per requested like okay uh, I'm gonna be more specific with this one um so for example if someone in your family experienced something you know like a little a little off in terms of you know it, it happens in uh, in family members so uh, if it if something really off happened um, they they actually told me that can you, like, block them or can you, like, remove them from, you know, the your circle from Facebook, you know, stuff like that, so that they're not updated with what's happening to us, you know, something like that. So something like that did happen in the past. So it was, it's been a long time since the last time that happened. Probably that was two years ago. So, um, but very recently, not really. Nothing uh nothing like that happened, so I think that was the most that I could remember like I didn't cut off uh family members specifically, but it was more of me cooperating with um close family members, yeah, yeah so um this may sound like a very
0: um dumb question, but okay, so you've experienced kind of three right um friends, family, and um romantic. In terms of you know having to move on to heal and etc. Cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. them from the most difficult and uh, you know, I mean obviously all of them are difficult, right? But I would yeah, assume right. that yeah. there's one that's like more difficult. So yeah, so like the most difficult, then medium difficult, then like the one that wasn't as difficult compared to the other like
1: so if we're gonna be doing a scale, is one supposed yeah. to be the most yeah. difficult or is is yeah. it supposed the first to be, one the you can be the most difficult, yeah. Okay, okay. Um I'd probably say that romantic relationships are the most difficult <laughs> because um, you're practically on your own most of the time, you know, because romantic relationships are usually between you and another person, if that makes sense, yeah. as compared to, uh, I guess the second most difficult would probably be family matters, you know, family um, issues. And then the last would be work because work I have a lot of support systems for for uh, other uh, issues but when it comes to romantic relationships I guess I'm a more of a private person you know um I consider my romantic relationships as very private so I don't really uh open up uh, the relationships that I have with everyone like even with family i I, I usually open up unless I'm 100% sure that I want to be with this person. So that's the only time that I, I start involving friends, I start involving family. Um, so I guess I would say that th- that's the most difficult because you're pretty much alone. It's you versus this person or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, you know, the funny thing is, Mike, I always considered you as a very um, private individual because, like what I mentioned earlier, right, you're very, I always found you very quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would I would assume that you're the type of person who has a very close-knit, you know, like, friend group or something. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're not the type of person who, let's say, has, like, 500 friends, but you're the type that you have a good amount of friends that you're, you know, very happy with. You, you, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. right. So, um, you, you mentioned about romantic relationships being the most difficult. And I think a lot of people would agree with you. So, if you don't mind me asking, uh, how many relationships have you had? So, obviously, that means you're official. And, okay. then even just a rough estimate, how many people have you dated? Wherein it was like, you know, you thought that it could have been something, but it wasn't. So, it's just a date, right? So, yeah.
1: So, yeah. basically, you're asking uh, about. Official relationships and body count.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could put it that way.
1: Yeah, can put it okay. that way. <laughs> yeah, gotta, okay. okay. Um official relationships I've had like to date four. Just four. Oh wow,
0: okay.
1: Okay. I'm um surprised. because okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I consider my um, I don't I don't try to speed it up right away. Hello. wait, did I um, so I don't I, I try not to speed things up right away and make everything official like like right away. I try to get to know the person first before I make it official. So probably that's why um, my official is only four. Um, in terms of the number of people I've dated, I don't know the exact number but my estimate is around 25 plus.
0: Okay, so minimum of 25.
1: Yeah, minimum 25. But
0: that, that's a big body count by the way. I mean if you combine it it's a minimum of 29, right? Because including <laughs> If you put it that way I I I, I feel
1: I feel kind of like is that supposed to be like a bad thing or is that okay because... Like, no, I mean, really yeah, you know, I,
0: mean actually, I guess, <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, at the end of the day, you know, whatever makes you happy, right? I mean, no one should yeah, judge yeah. you. I'm just, it's just like, wow, Mikey, don't you mind? I mean, you know, it's not really a negative thing. It's just more like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh,
1: I guess the sh- uh, the shortest time I've dated someone was probably a month.
0: <laughs> wow, wait. So... You dated twenty five people, uh, and that doesn't include your relationships, right? Yeah, that doesn't include them. that doesn't include. So, the shortest is one month. How early did you start dating people? Aren't you like
1: 26 six,
0: five? I'm, I'm actually twenty eight right now. <laughs> okay, alright. So, yeah, how early did you start dating that you could have twenty five people? That um, you dated. and the shortest is one month
1: i actually started dating around 17.
0: <clears throat> okay that's a bit older than i thought i mean because you know when you're number 28 20, 25 right and yeah I <laughs> yeah okay so 17 all right okay and um from the ones that you dated the ones that didn't become a relationship what was the mm-hmm. longest or you mm-hmm. know what i mean like how long was the longest
1: the longest official relationship um, no, 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 Um, in terms of
0: dating, like you dated this. Person, oh, in terms of like, dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pure dating only, not no relation. Two years. <laughs> wow, you guys dated for two years and nothing happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, now that, that was, uh that was actually one of the most heartbreaking experiences uh, I've had. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, in terms of your re-
0: official relationships, the four uh, shortest and longest,
1: um, shortest was probably eight months, that's still pretty long. Okay, and the longest,
0: three years. Yeah, those are pretty, I mean, those are a good amount of times, Mike. You sound like you're the yeah. type of person that's like a relationship for a month only. I mean, dating is dating. No. So. Alright, well, before we continue on, though, uh, let's just go to the comments section quickly. So we have Aubrey okay. Byrne. I'm guessing she's your friend. Uh, so she's saying, Hi, Mikey. Then we have... uh oh, hi. Then we have uh, Pamela Antorga. So, hey, Pamela. So Pamela's been one of our viewers who's been watching a lot of our episodes before.
1: Hi, Pamela. Then
0: we have a question actually from your friend, Aubrey Byrne. Uh, okay. So if you could... If you consider yourself as someone who has fully healed or you know moved on, how do you deal with something that will suddenly open the wound out of the blue? Oh, that's actually a good question. Okay,
1: wow. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, w- what when you say open the wound out of the blue? I guess what what she means is, um, I guess it it, it triggered something that kind of reopened it. You know, it's like salt. Yeah. Uh, on a window and it became, you know, became uh, irritated again. Um, How do I deal with it? Um, This actually happened to me um, already. Uh, So what happened was while I was in the process of trying to uh, move on and I actually thought that I had already healed from this person and then suddenly I see this person again. So the story behind that was um, I bumped into him um outside while i was alone and then uh at the time i was already seeing someone else so when i was already seeing someone else you know before i start dating someone i try to as much as possible you know it's not going to be always 100% but as much as possible i always want to make sure that i'm more or less okay you know you, i i can't really say 100% that i'm fully healed or fully moved on. But as much as possible, I want to make sure that I'm stable. You know, I'm, I'm not thinking about the, um, the previous person because that would be pretty unfair to um, the person that I would be seeing, right? So um, how do I deal with that? How I dealt with it was actually I tried to be mature um, because I find that being bitter about it, like for example, um, usually, that's the trend that I've been seeing uh, with a lot of people. What they do is basically um, an ex. They would tweet us like, "Oh, an ex. Uh, no, that's bad news. Like that's trouble." You know, um, I'm actually happy to admit that for most of my exes and my previous relationships, I try to maintain good relationships. You know, I try to stay friends if they're okay with it, um, and. I think that's that's sort of an underrated um, path that people take, because a lot of people prefer to take the path that, if it's an ex or if it's a person that previously hurt you, or that you've uh, already cut ties with, then there's no hope of actually, you know, recovering or salvaging the relationship, you know. So, I find that with with my relationships, um, I, I usually try to make sure that. As much as possible, I'm civil and I don't, you know, like harbor any hateful energy towards this person. I try not to carry that baggage because that's heavy as hell you. So hurting, yeah, yeah. I'm not so, so if I'm gonna be more specific, how do you deal with uh this? Um I guess I just try to be mature about it, you know, like it triggered me it kind of reopened it, but then I just greeted him like he was one of my friends you know um sure there was probably a time when that happened that I felt like crying <laughs> because I, I saw him again but mm-hmm. I, I I had to you know control myself I had to prevent myself from you know lashing out you know saying something bad to him even even if there were sort of you know, like, those feelings because it didn't really end on a good note. So for me, being mature about the relationship, like, I try to focus on the good experiences I had with this person, like, the happy moments. I try not to think about why it ended. I try not to think about the bad stuff, you know. I try to focus on how this person made me happy in the past. And I guess that helps me, in a way, uh, become more uh, civil with the person, you know? So I don't really harbor any hateful energy towards anyone. Like, actually, even if uh, a person, you know, does something, what most people would say, unforgivable to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, like, I'd probably be angry for a while. Or, I guess, my distance for a while, but after some time, I'd, I, I would probably be fine with becoming friends with them, you know, if, if they were okay. But if they were not, then that's fine too. I mean, I don't really have any expectations, you know, because life just uh, is that way. So, yeah, that's how I, I would deal with, you know, something that opens the wound out of the blue. <laughs> I hope I answered your question. So, no, I, you, it's not great.
0: I think uh, yeah. it was awesome <laughs> to learn even about, because I'm also like that in the sense that I would try to yeah. be friends with my exes. But, you know, I guess, you know, it's just different folks, different strokes, right? Wherein some people are into yeah. it, but others aren't so. But I think that's amazing that, you know, you really try to, to aim for that. Because, you know, I agree with you in, in social media, there's a whole... I wouldn't really call it a stigma, but it's more like, oh, this person's your ex, you know, you have to say bad yeah. things about them or you have to exactly.
1: be, be disgusted by them. Right? I mean it doesn't necessarily or, have to be or that. like like what I what I've been noticing actually is a lot of people like if they know uh, if they find out that I'm still friends with my ex, like what are you doing? You know, they they ask yeah, that question yeah. like why are you still friends? You know, you're 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 that he's he or she is your ex. So What's the deal? Like, are you like uh still not moved on? You know? I and, and I find that odd and I find that weird that people always have this notion that if someone becomes your ex, if someone becomes your ex friend or you cut someone off, like there's no chance of you know that that changing. And I don't know, it's just weird to me.
0: <laughs> I agree
1: with you. I mean, again, there's just some
0: people that you know you offer that, but if for some reason they can't take your offer, then you know, let it be, right? But I, agree with you. I find it also very strange how people do react that way. Where it's like, you know, did you fall in your head or something or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's right. So we have another question from uh, Miguel Felicilda. Gosh, mm-hmm. I don't pronounce last name right. So is it normal to feel that moving on has a time limit, like after the end of a relationship? Is one expected to assimilate after X amount of time?
1: Acclimate. Oh, okay. I think what he's talking about, what Miguel is talking about is, like, you know this notion that when, when you recently get out of a relationship, you have to, like, give yourself time to heal, to move on. You have to be alone. And then usually what... Actually, this is very timey because... One of my friends that I really care about. Um, so, she recently lost her partner. Her, uh, her partner took her own life. You know, that's really something. Um, that's very painful, and yeah. I, I, I can't imagine the pain that she must be going through right now. But, um, she recently actually started seeing someone new, and. I noticed that a lot of people are giving her a hard time and saying that it's too soon, it's too fast. Your your partner just just died, and then now you have someone new, like right away. And for me, that's unfair because isn't it the person's call if they're if they're ready to move on and you know, um, start seeing someone new. And I I don't think there should be. Like a specific time frame for you to grieve or mourn. I mean, probably it was a really painful thing, but we all have different timelines in terms of this. Like, I'm not saying that everyone should, you know, after breaking up, after a month or even less than a month, you should start seeing someone new right away. No, I'm not saying that. It's more of just everyone has their own timelines. And I think it's unfair that everyone is imposing that she should stay single for. This set time just because you know, um, they that, that just because they think that 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 should be what you should be doing, and I, I think that ties in with this like, is it normal to feel that moving on has a time limit? More or less, I think that these time limits are imposed by other people most often, it's like, um. Because most of the time, I realize that when I'm trying to move on from someone, I don't really count the days or like count a specific time frame. Like I say that, okay, after two months, I'll move on and start dating someone. It's not like that. It's like sometimes it's just like you wake up one day and then you realize that I can confidently say I'm okay. I move on. Um, I'm 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 healing. I guess you, you can't always say that you're one hundred percent healing. But um, I'm ready to start moving on to my next chapter, you know, something like that. So is it normal to feel? Yes, um, because most of the time it's imposed by other people or sometimes even ourselves. You know, uh, we might think that, oh, um, I just broke broke up with my boyfriend or girlfriend and it's it doesn't look good if I start seeing someone new right away or... It doesn't seem fair. Like, wait, I, I kind of forgot, but uh, there there is a term for this. Um, yeah, 3 rule or something, right? Yeah, 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 That that's it, that's it. Like, there's a specific time that you have to stay single, something like that. And I think that's just stupid. The, pardon the language. Uh, I think that's stupid because yeah. everyone has their, you know, Everyone um, has their own way of healing, moving on. And another person could probably say that I need a year or more to move on. And then another person could say that I just need a few days and then I'm over it. And that, that doesn't mean it's any less valid. Like, it, it, both of those are equally valid. And it's all up to that person, you know. And I don't think we should be in a position to really judge anyone if they make that decision. Right, <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering now, Mikey. Uh, because
0: you know, and I'll just tell you a bit about myself in this aspect, right? Okay. Uh, when I when I get over a relationship or when I'm trying to move on or heal from relationship, uh, I guess in my first relationship, you know, I, I did what a lot of young stupid people do, you know, binge, binge drink, uh, go out a lot, uh-huh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> you know, as, as I you know became okay. a bit more mature, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh this how I, no, this is how, I how I do it now. Do it. So after the relationship's really after done, relationship like you know, there's it, no yeah. way for us to get back together or whatever. I always tell myself, uh, you know, I'll allow myself to grieve for a particular amount of time. I mean that's how I do it myself, right? But after that particular amount of time has passed, I have to move on. Like I tell myself that okay, I'm okay. You know what I mean? And you know the reason why I actually have this episode, you know, part one and part two, is I was with my girlfriend and my sister, way before the lockdown, and we were discussing this. And when I told them that, that that's what I do, you know, I don't go out or I just simply tell myself, okay, Paul, yeah, this amount of time to grieve, but after that, you're good to go. They they joked that I was heartless and stuff. So I guess in one thing, first thing is, do you think I'm heartless? And two, do you think that's okay in the sense that? If people do give themselves, let's say a certain amount of time, like they force it upon themselves.
1: Okay, um, I don't think you're heartless. I think you're just—that's just how you cope with, uh, you know, losing a relationship, and that's completely valid. I mean, um, if that's uh, the timeline that you follow, and if it—and uh, it actually works for you. I don't think that makes you heartless, you know some people would probably say you're heartless, but i don't I don't think that should be uh, you know the case um and what was the second question you had what was the the second one?
0: yeah, so it's basically um what a person forces a certain timeline
1: upon themselves mm-hmm. do you think that's okay It's okay because this person um is the one experiencing that loss so i guess even if you say it's self imposed you know we we like to think of the word imposed as a negative thing but i don't think it's negative because if you think that amount of time is what you need you know even if it's um kind of forced a little uh, if you, if you think that amount of time is what you need to actually focus and realign yourself and you know become better become okay I think that's equally valid as well. Um for me it, it actually just boils down to what actually works for you. Like you 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 know yourself better than anyone, you know. No one knows you better than yourself. You know? And you know most like it's like for example if if I'm going to be comparing it with something like you have your own way of eating food, right? Like Probably, um, okay, this is gonna be so random, Paolo, but do you eat fries with ice cream? When I was a kid, yes, but now
0: I don't anymore
1: now, lot, I know a lot of people who do that, and I cannot imagine i i I can't even imagine the taste of that, like the fries and because I, I really love on fries it's and so I can't, yeah it's 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 kind of weird, but that's a different topic I think altogether. Your first and you right. <laughs> Yeah right. I mean, and it's cold and it's it's salty and sweet. I don't. Yeah. I can't comprehend it. Like some people would probably fight me on this, but I can't handle it. I can't comprehend it. So I I I I, I compare it to that because if it works for you, why why does ha- someone have the right to say the same thing in terms of time limits? So, you know, like the time you need to move on from a relationship. And I think that's. Um, what I'm trying to get at—if it, it works for you, if it's the, the the time that you need, then go for it. That be, because if that makes you okay, I'm 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 happy to hear that.
0: Okay, so we have another comment, but I want to ask this question first to you.
1: Uh, okay. How do you heal and move on from a relationship? Romantic relationships. Okay. Relationship. All right. Romantic relationships. Okay. Um, I guess when I was younger, my way of moving on was sort of a little bit toxic. Um, toxic in a sense that probably because I, I was younger, I didn't know how to process those feelings, or but usually I would stress it. <laughs> Um I find that I'm a person that when I experience something stressful or traumatic I tend to use food to actually fill that hole that gap you know because usually when when you lose a relationship or when you get out of a relationship you feel there's this hole eh? there's this gap and you're not sure how to to plug that gap so People tend. People's tendency is they do a lot of stuff that's destructive. You know, uh, let let's be realistic. Um, if it's not stress eating, some people actually drink. You know, or they they smoke. You know, like vices really, or they pour themselves in addictive behaviors. You know, they play lots of games. You know, they. It's basically, you know, trying to, to fill a, a hole or a gap that. You you get after losing a relationship. So personally, I young when I was younger, I would stress eat a lot, and then you're probably not gonna believe me, but I've never smoked or really like drank like excessively like my whole life. I'm wow. I actually don't like the taste of alcohol. <laughs> um, you're so lucky. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i not sure if that's lucky. Some people would probably say, Mikey, that's boring because, you know, you don't drink, you know, all that stuff. But I don't really use vices as a form of, you know, moving on. Um, I usually try to move on by pouring myself on my work. Like, for example, if, if I was working around the time that I had a relationship, I would really focus on work. And the the funny thing about that is, uh, I notice a trend wherein my work performance in general is pretty much above average, but when I lose a relationship or when I break up with someone, I usually become a top performer <laughs> because I spend more time actually working and you know becoming better at my work. And yeah. and this is a very accurate trend because I have observed it over the years. I've been working for five years already, and it's always the same thing. Whenever I break up with someone, I, I end up really doing well at work. And I, I think it's just funny to me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, how I move on, I just focus on work, you know, other things. If not work, hobbies. Uh, I have a lot of hobbies. I like collecting toys you know figures um you know the figurines like anime figurines I also collect uh marvel figurines you know all, all that all that stuff you that you see in green hills you know those statues yeah I collect those yeah. um wow and then yeah and video games i i i play a lot of video games, so the video games actually are um a really big help as compared to previously when I would stress eat a, a lot. lot. So I would gain a lot of weight, you know. If I start gaining weight, you know that I'm going to something like really bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean that that's one way, no. Okay. Um, of course, not the stress eating, more of the hobbies, the work. Yeah, the hobbies, the work. Yeah. I guess your boss would rather you be heartbroken than <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, um, I'm sure you do a, a good job. So, we have another question uh, from Ethan Lamotos. So, mm-hmm. if people who choose to let you go for the better purpose or for self sacrifice, should they be commended or ridiculed? ooh that's that's deep, man. That's a, that's a question <laughs> there. That's a legit that's,
1: question right there. Yeah. That's, okay. That's like a, uh, yeah. Uh Okay, I'm trying to focus on who choose to let you go for the better purpose or self-sacrifice. That bit is a bit confusing to me. Can you help me digest this question, Paolo?
0: So I guess that's it's b- more of like, you know how people say it's not you, it's me, or more of I'm breaking oh. up you because, you, you know, I just don't think that this is, or, you know, st- stuff like
1: that. Okay, okay, okay um better purpose the thing the thing with this is how do you define that it's actually like for for the greater good right because it all boils down to perspectives um if my perspective is i'm doing this for for both of us like um i think that it would be better if i end the relationship because probably we're not compatible or we're not um it's not working anymore, basically. Um, but then what if the other person feels the complete opposite? What if they think that there's still hope? What if they think that um, I'm giving up already and they're not ready to give up? So this is a bit tricky because different perspectives come into play. Like I could feel one thing and then the other pe- person could feel a different thing. So in this case, um, better purpose- should they be commended or ridiculed? I don't think they should be ridiculed. But I think it all boils down to more of understanding why they think it's for the better purpose. Sometimes we don't understand uh, why people make certain decisions, you know. Um, some people might think that um, they're letting you go just because they want to get with another person, and that can actually happen. And That doesn't mean it's a bad thing, you know. It 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 feels bad, you know, because you you feel like you're being disposed for someone better, or someone else. You know, that's even worse if it's actually a friend. (laughs) And um, yeah, like like, Uh, man, how would you feel if like it's a mutual friend, and then you find out that they're breaking up with you because they they want to get with your friend? That's like the worst feeling ever. That's a and, double slap right there. That's a double yeah, slap. Yeah, like, double slap. And I, I totally feel feel you. But at the same time, wouldn't it be more fair if you actually let this person go rather than, you know, force this person to stay with you when clearly they've made the, the decision or the choice to actually start exploring uh, what, what they can have with someone else, you know? Yeah. I, and I think that's even more... That's that's what I, I would say as a ridicule. Like I can I, I don't want to ridicule anyone, but I I would probably be that friend who, who tells you, man, that's you're being, you know, you should totally think you're twice pretty, pretty. about this. Like yeah. if if you're if you're forcing yourself on someone who clearly moved on or they don't wanna, you know, continue with you, why? I mean, what's the point? <laughs> so why right? correct.
0: Yeah, so I'm wondering now, Mikey. Uh, from your four relationships, and obviously don't like name drop or anything. But uh, you know, your your most painful breakup. Uh, you know, I assume in that most painful breakup, that's when you you know, uh, stress eat and whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just wondering. Um. So the so right before you you said that you used to stress eat, but now it's more on. I concentrate on work or, or, or my hobbies and things like that. So I'm wondering, after that most painful breakup, I assume that's when you stress eat yourself and whatever, was it also the same time when you realized that, hey, I shouldn't be stressed eating, I should do something else? Or was it a different thing?
1: The thing is, when, when you're in a position of, you know, um, when you're experiencing heartbreak, I don't think… I I I decide, you know, what I do. Most of it is usually autopilot for me. Like I usually tend to lean towards something that is usually a bandage solution. I like to ter- I like to use the term bandage solution because you can't always completely fix something right away, right? So, uh, during those times that I would actually experience heartbreak, um, I tend to go for bandage solutions. So what what usually happens is aside from stress eating obviously, um I'm I'm ashamed to admit it, but for a time I did try dating someone else. So like what's the term for that? Rebound. Rebound. Yeah. 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 Um I'm I'm not proud of it, but I did rebound I think three people.
0: I'm wow, you're
1: <laughs> a rebounding machine, yeah. like. No, like it's really bad. Like, I yeah. if they're watching right now, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Like so, a- but it but it's not like I I rebounded them just because I wanted you know to emulate or to repeat the the feelings that I had from the relationship. I generally like these people, but probably I considered it as sort of a rebounding because I was pretty messed up from the relationship, and I haven't really healed even 50%. So there were times I find that when I was seeing these people, I would actually, you know, sometimes I would cry randomly.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Um, and you know like they would they would actually feel bad and and i and i feel bad because they they it's not their fault that you know like i i had that experience but at the same time they're kind of forced because they're in that situation that they're with me and then you know i kind of put them on that spot that you know they would feel that they're I haven't completely moved on from another person and yet I'm seeing them. So I know it's unfair and yeah, I'm really trying not to do that more. And I, it's just really unfair. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish a- anyone would do that. Like, but I guess no one's really perfect. Like I, 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 it was just really a difficult time for me. And my voice is cracking a little because it's, It's really something that was, looking back, it was really heavy. Um, Okay, this is a bit heavy, but at that time, I really had bad depression. And I actually considered taking my own life. Yeah, so it was that bad. And I'm not trying to justify rebounding as like an option it's like a viable solution but in a way i became a better person now because of all those decisions and that's to those expense uh, to the expense of those three people that i did uh, rebound so yeah <laughs> i'm well, so sorry you know, um <laughs> no no no
0: i mean you know it's very brave of you to to yeah. go back to dark that you know was really terrible I'm sorry Mm -hmm. to hear that but you know I'm glad to hear that you know you you um sorry but true it's not the right word but you were able to come out of that dark place and become a better Mm -hmm. person and I'm sure the three people who you rebounded uh have probably long forgiven you already for it and you know I guess what's what's important Mm -hmm. is now that you're a better person right that's all that's that's all that matters I always say that you know, um judging a person's past is the judging a person by their past, sorry, is the wrong way to go. Because like, like me, right? I mean when I was younger, I would just drink party and whatever, right? But then you know, when you grow older, um, you realize that no, that's not really the best thing to do. And how do you get yeah, the, you know, idea is through experience, right? But you know, I'm so glad mm-hmm. that you're here and, and, and things like that. And yeah.
1: Thank so, you Paula.
0: Of course. And we have another question from uh, Jeremy Palomares. So, how to deal when society says to move on already when it's so
1: difficult to move on from a bad event? All right. So, how do you deal? Um, I think this is also related to the previous question um, by by Miguel. Um, because it's all about you know, other people saying that, hey, it's it's been almost two years and you ha- you still haven't moved on from this person, you know? It's kind of like imposing their idea of when you've finally moved on, um, on you. And I think that's, that's something that we should all learn to move past, like, I, it's it's probably gonna be difficult, especially if the person or the people who are telling you to move on already, quote unquote, are you know close friends, you know family. Uh, that's definitely a sticky situation. But um, I I would consider that how you how uh, like when you actually move on, that's up to you. That's that's you're supposed to be the one that. Makes that call, like that decision, because, um, just like when I what I said earlier, uh, some people move on really fast, but some people move on for years. They take years. They take re- a really long time. I I I actually know someone personally that after five years from uh, breaking up with um their partner, they still haven't moved on. And I I think that's completely. Valid. This this just probably like probably that's true love right there, because you know it takes so long to to heal and move on. You know, and even think about seeing someone new. So right, and I wouldn't recommend that. Like seeing someone new just so you could speed up the healing process. No, actually, I I can tell you right now that 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 is most often a bad move, because. One, you end up hurting more people if you're not lucky. <laughs> um, and if you're not hurting people, you're hurting yourself more. Because if you haven't 100% moved on from this person, there would be some times when you would be reminded of this person. So if you're reminded of this person, then you would just be relapsing over and over again. So it's an, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah, so there.
0: But I'm just wondering, though, like, uh, because I kind of do get your point when you're like, you have to respect each other's, um, I guess, amount of time or timeline in terms of healing. Mm -hmm. But I guess for me, and this is just my view, and I want to hear your view after. Because what if there are people that it does take a while, right? You know, maybe they're doing the healthy way, where, you know, maybe it does take them five, six, seven years. But you notice that they're living their life, right? That they're going out, you know, to work or to do the groceries mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Uh but it just takes a while. I think that's okay. But what if the person's the type of person we're in, you know, um they're just home the whole they're home the whole time, not doing anything with their life, uh, you know, just crying in bed. I mean you get my point, right? Where yeah. you know, you have oh, one yeah, okay. person who is trying to be okay, but it just takes a while compared to
1: someone who chooses not to be okay, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that situation, I would really consider support systems as very important. When I say support system, friends, family, you know, like, or even online, I, I consider online friends as very important too. Um, because. I don't know if anyone would probably relate to this but sometimes I find that sharing sharing these um experiences or you know feelings with other people who you don't know as much I don't know it's easier sometimes because when you share something with someone that you're really close with you're kind of cautious sometimes I I I mean it doesn't make sense because you feel like if you're really close with someone you should be able to share uh anything right but sometimes i feel like talking to someone who barely knows me it's ki- there's a kind of comfort to it like um i don't know i don't know how to describe it but sometimes sharing um you know like just talking um, about your feelings with someone you don't necessarily have a close relationship with it's actually very helpful for me sometimes because I get new perspectives um I get i guess unbiased uh feedback because they don't know me um as much uh compared to those who are really close with me, and then most of the time, people who I'm close with usually they would mostly have the same answers you know what I mean like um. So they they all have the same take like, you need need to, you know, try to move past, try to forget him, you know, try to not think about this person. But then uh, if we're going to talk about someone who is having trouble functioning, that's a different story altogether. Because I honestly have been there. Like, there were times when I would lock myself in my room, like, cry all day. Sometimes I don't even eat. I would actually forget to eat because I was too depressed. And those times, intervention is critical. It's very critical. Like, it's probably going to be difficult, but it's really important that friends and family, especially if they're aware, um, you know, that they should be there for that person as much as they can. Like, not to the point that they would actually, you know, sort of baby them but sir you know just assure them that we're here for you and if you need anything you know like literally anything just just tell us you know i mean some people just need space that's what i think like um but when it comes to that like sometimes i really forget to eat i kind of i kind of am very grateful that my parents are very observant, I guess, they notice certain behaviors in me that they would know that something's wrong. And I really appreciate it when they, you know, when they visit my uh, room and they check on me, are you okay? Did you eat today? You know, something like that. And I think that's very important, especially with the example that you you gave, uh, like, what if someone's literally not, not functioning, like normally? And... Yeah, so that's that's what I think um, when it comes to that um, yeah. support systems, really. Okay, so, you know,
0: we're nearing the end of the episode, but I do have one more uh, question for you, Mikey. Okay. So I guess uh, what are your top five ways on how to – let's say, for example, someone goes up and say, Mikey, I just broke up with my partner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the top five ways on how or that you would recommend for me to be able to move on from this?
1: Like, what would you rec- recommend me to do
0: and, and things like that?
1: Recommend? Probably yeah. the top on my list would probably be if you have a hobby, focus on that. Like, I usually ask because a lot of people ask me for advice, uh, especially when it comes to that. And uh, the first thing that I ask them is, what do you like doing? You know, like, what do you generally like doing? Like, it's not supposed to be something related to work. It's not supposed to be something that you're obligated to do. It's like something that you just randomly like doing. Do you like drawing? Do you like just playing games? Do you just like eating? You know, I'm, I'm not trying to encourage stress eating. But if it, if it works for you, if it makes you happy, focus on doing that. That's going to be top on my list. Or how to move on, because if you focus more on what you like doing and less time thinking about what you lost, you know, because most times that's the killer. You know, an idle mind is always the devil's playground. I believe that, and usually when you're not doing anything, your thoughts are just mush. It's just like a, an endless storm. It goes around and around, so it's not gonna stop. So if you for if you try doing something else like a hobby that's going to be very helpful. And, and aside from that um five ways probably the second one would be focus on doing things alone. I like doing that. Like most times I notice that when you when you when for example when you know someone who goes out to the mall like alone most people would say that oh why, why did you go alone? Are you lonely? Like, I mean, why is it not okay to do things like solo, right? Why does it always have to be that I have to do something with something else, someone else? Like, does, do I always have to be with a friend? I mean, sure, that's fine. But, most times, I prefer sometimes just eating out alone, you know, going to a bookstore alone, you know? That, that, Alone time is actually very helpful because it makes me, you know, appreciate myself, you know, and it makes me appreciate the, the fact that, even if I lose everyone else around me, I will always have myself, you know. That's self love right there. And then um, the third thing that I would recommend probably is try to focus on the good the good that the relationship gave you. Like, for example, even if this person, you know, like cheated on you, they did something bad to you, try not to focus on that. Try to focus on the times that this person made you laugh. This person made you happy. This person genuinely made you feel butterflies in your stomach. And that actually helps me forgive the person faster. It actually helps me Appreciate the fact that the relationship happened, and I, I don't focus on the fact that it ended, you know. And I always believe that when something ends, something better is in store for you. That's what I think. Um, I'm not sure if I can stretch it to a thir- uh, a fourth, and a fifth, sure, I mean, but probably, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, probably a fourth for me would be, um, I would try to appreciate the relationships that I already have, right? So if we're going to be talking about a romantic relationship, then I guess focus on your friends, your family. I mean, sometimes we're too wrapped up on what we lost that we don't actually appreciate what we have, right? So most times when you start dating someone romantically, you have less time for family, you have less time for friends, so maybe this is the time to actually think about spending more time with them, right? Because I'm sure they probably miss you. <laughs> because um and I think that's something that a lot of people forget, especially when they're they recently break up with someone. Most times they feel like I'm so alone, you know, I'm I, I don't have anyone. Dude, you have your family, you have your friends. So, I mean, you're not alone. It just feels like you're alone because you were in this bubble and probably some people were probably, you know, to a certain extent dependent on this person. So when you pull the plug on this person, it feels like you're dying. It feels like you're losing oxygen. So I I think that's pretty much what I would recommend to anyone who really asks, like, how can I move on? Like, those are my top fours. I don't have a fifth, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah, but again, you know, that was it. Thank you again, Mikey, for being here. Uh before I end the episode, you know, you could do some plugins you you know about how people could reach you and stuff like that.
1: Oh sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you know, uh guys, I like streaming games, but sometimes I also like talking about like random um stuff. Actually I'm planning on opening sort of something like this like a um like a podcast with a good friend of mine um we're actually planning on starting like a platform in which we give advice like general advice and um but it's still in the works so uh, I don't have any link yet or any of that but you can always reach me um, on my page because I, I'm, I'm very active with my page. Uh, my page is um, Kazuhiko TV. So if you just um, type fb.gg uh, slash Kazuhiko TV, you would reach my page. Um, so yeah, um, basically that's it uh, for me. Thank you so much for having me today, uh, Paolo. I really appreciate uh, the time that um, I have with you today. Um, I also appreciate you inviting me as a special guest to your, um, to your podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, thanks again, of course, Mikey, and I can't wait for your own podcast slash uh, podcast to come out with your friend. Uh, you know, send me a link. I definitely will watch it. Of
1: course, definitely. You're, you'll be the first one.
0: <laughs> well, that's good to hear. So, you know, to all those who watch this episode, if you are, you know, since it's back to MECQ and you'll be traveling or whatever, uh, this will be available at our Spotify by tomorrow. So this is the link over here. You can just copy-paste it and you can subscribe to IGLAP on Spotify. And also, uh, as a special treat, so next week, uh, Thursday, IGLAP will will be back. We will have an episode with Dylan Naylor, who is the author of uh bacteria so if you guys are very familiar with that comic from k-zone i will have the next wow, so, wow
1: yeah
0: yeah quite quite exciting i hope you could uh, catch that episode you know if you're not working or anything but yeah i will yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it took it took a while but you know i'm glad to have him next week so yeah thanks again mike yeah you know,
1: thank,
0: you really so much,
1: thank, so, thank you
0: so much thank you thank you thank you again mikey for being here i hope to have you again here sometime in the future Sure. Uh, maybe sure. I would love to. Podcast broadcast is out. Maybe because have an episode mm-hmm. of that. But yeah. But again, thank you to everyone who watched. Thank you again to Mikey. Uh, stay safe, everyone, and take care. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.